0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Bursting the Bubble podcast. My name is Pramit, joined by Andy Isis and Rohit, and today we are back with another NFL episode. Week 3 has concluded, and uh, I don't know, I the games were, there were some really good games, but in general I thought this was a weird week of football. Um, not as many injuries though, so that's nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, in general, one thing that I've noticed from this season is that there's not a lot of sleeper-slash-surprise teams because I feel like the Broncos would have filled that role. Like, the role that the Niners filled last year, like, coming from absolutely nowhere, and just, you know, is this team legit and stuff like that. I know the Cardinals are kind of doing that, but it's not like they came out of nowhere. They had Kyler Murray number one overall. They had DeAndre Hopkins in a trade, and they looked good at the end of last year. I'm just saying there's it's not like there's a whole lot of surprise stories. The good teams are good the bad teams are really bad and the mediocre teams are mediocre. I and you know like our preseason predictions seem to be holding true. Yeah. I think only one team has surprised me like a lot and that's the bears. The bears obviously defeated. have not surprised uh, me. They beat they beat would they beat the Giants, the Falcons. Lions and the Falcons. I'm I'm not surprised. Someone has to win those games, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. All right. well, yeah, let's I mean, get into these games. I mean, yeah. but like, yeah, not it, it, if like the Jaguars kind of came out of nowhere with Gardner and were like three and zero with some convincing wins, stuff like that. I feel like that would have kind of been a little more exciting.
2: Yeah. So like before, I, I mean, this it week, looked good. It looked yeah. good for the Jaguars, um, week one, week two, but then, yeah, they then just this week the after. dust against against Ryan Fitzmagic. So it's magic.
0: Prime so time the beard one out. The beard yeah. one out against the the mustache. Maybe uh, Gardner Dolphins... has read my
1: DM. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's good. Uh, the Dolphins won this, thirty-one to thirteen. The only real fantasy standout from this game was—I mean, Fitzpatrick had a good game. Miles Gaskin had a solid game, but James Robinson has been like on a tear recently. Past two games, he's been really good. So, everybody who got him for free in fantasy, congratulations. Uh, he had two touchdowns in this game. And that was like the only bright spot for the Jags. So we'll see if uh, they can bounce back next week. I do think Uh, Gardner Minshew is very good. But um, this was not a good game. He was just DJ Chark, his number one target. So it was a bad, bad game for them. They're playing the Bengals next. So we'll see if they can do something with that. Uh, Let's move on to the Falcons and the Bears, the aforementioned, surprisingly successful Bears. They are now 3-0 after beating the Falcons 30-26. to um, Some fantasy standouts from this were Allen Robinson, uh, Todd Gurley had a touchdown, Calvin Ridley had a lot of yards, and Jimmy Graham had two touchdowns. But I think the big story here is just like, what are the Falcons doing, man? This is the second week in a row where they had like an above 99% chance to yes. win, and they lost
1: again. It's I saw a, a tweet that uh, says, any model that has the Falcons with a 99% (laughs) chance to win with time on the clock, is wrong.
0: It's wrong. They're going to lose.
1: Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's
3: just... It's not even funny, dude. It's just sad. It's sad. I do. I feel bad for them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, on the last drive, the Falcons had the ball for 11 seconds.
2: Yeah, they they did three straight passing plays and just gave the ball back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Eleven second drive. Dan Quinn's job is—is it safe? i I don't know. Not not at all. What has he done, dude? dude? Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't done anything since that Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, I feel like we bring this conversation like every year after that Super Bowl, and like he hasn't been fired yet. I don't know. I think the more important storyline here is that somehow the Bears
1: got to bring Nick Foles off the bench and be three and zero, so the league is screwed. When Nick Foles comes off the bench, he's an entirely different animal. And I guess this qualifies as a season off the bench now. Um, I wonder what's going to happen to Mitch Trubisky. Um, I guess he fills the Blake Bortles role for memes and backup roles around the league, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of what I expect. This is kind of over for him. I mean, like, they're astoundingly similar. Like, they both are decent enough with their legs mm-hmm. and not at all decent with their arms. And they both throw to Allen Robinson and they both were carried <laughs> by really, really good defenses for a season and then that's it and now they're kind of yeah so i mean if nick Foles can you know be good this bears team could do something especially with three early wins playing against some pretty bad teams in their future uh so i mean they could be a playoff threat
3: yeah dude what if the bears have trubisky play one half and then the next next half they have nick come in that oh, way oh, my God. God. They just keep they just keep reaping the benefits of Nick Foles <laughs> yeah. off the bench. And then you can't even <laughs> script against it either. Yeah.
0: That's quarterback awesome. by committee, dude.
3: <laughs> <laughs> QBBC. Yes. Yeah. My God.
2: That's yeah.
0: great. I mean, Nick Foles had three touchdowns in this game. And the one interception that was called an interception was basically a touchdown as well.
2: Yeah. It was just a great play by the defender. Alan Robinson yeah. had the ball, and then the defender just ripped it away.
0: Yeah. So... He basically had four touchdowns in this game, which is... Uh,
2: I mean, you sure. should be against the Falcons. The Falcons, I think they had like five of their starting defensive players out. So if if you didn't carve up this team, I don't know what team you would carve up. So yeah, yeah. De- definitely Nick Foles looked good. Um, and it, it's him being in the roster. I think they recently just announced that Nick Foles is going to be the starter from uh, for week four, at least. And uh, they're playing against a Colts defense, which is pretty legit, I'm, I'm going to be honest. So it's going to yep. be a good test of how he's meshed with his weapons.
0: Yes. Uh, Falcons got Green Bay next week, so not much easier for them.
1: Oh, my God.
2: Start Alan Lazard. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Devontae Adams should be back, too. But we'll talk yeah. about uh, Green Bay later.
3: Yeah. Do you guys think the Bears have any chance of making a playoff push this year? no start
2: start, i i think it was
1: definitely helpful and with the vikings pretty much out of the way at zero and three you know i mean you can obviously there's there's huge collapses you know if you just look at dan quinn i think the year before they made the super bowl they started out six and oh and then they end of the year seven and nine so yeah there's always that
0: are there, th- there three wild card teams this year? Yeah, three wild card teams. Okay, yeah. so yeah, maybe. So
1: that maybe. certainly helps.
2: But, but all I'm coming looking from at the, the rest
1: West anyway. So <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, I'm I... looking at the rest of their schedule right now, and it doesn't get much easier. The, like the Colts are pretty good. I, I think I think the Colts can beat the Bears, and they have like the Bucks. Um, they're playing like the Rams, the Saints, um, the t- the undefeated Titans. So it, it's not getting much easier. Um, and if they have want a chance, they have to beat the Bad teams. I think they're playing the Panthers, the Lions. Um, I guess the Texans are considered a bad team now. So yeah. uh, I, I, they can maybe sneak in as the seven, 6 7 team. Unless Nick Foles just does 2017 Eagles. Things.
0: Yeah, then they're winning the division.
2: <laughs> yeah, no doubt.
0: Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Browns and the Washington football team. Cleveland won this one 34 uh, 20. Nick Chubb had a huge game, he had two touchdowns. Again, I think that's the second week in a row with that. Uh Kareem Hunt found the end zone. And Dontrell Inman caught two touchdowns. Not Terry McLaurin, but Dontrell Inman. Uh and I don't know. The, Say who
1: didn't produce from it. Say yeah. the name.
0: <laughs> the man okay. Odell Beckham got four catches for fifty nine yards. That is he not
1: producing. <laughs>
0: he didn't he didn't produce to OBJ levels, but I mean He didn't produce
3: I, I to any like, levels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. in his defense, I think the offensive scheme that he's in is not suited for fantasy points. But he still like, helps his team by like drawing defenders in his direction. So, I mean, from a fantasy standpoint, obviously he's not, probably not going to do that well this year considering their scheme is just running the ball every play. But <laughs> I think <laughs> in helping, I mean, he still helps his team, so I don't see that. Yeah,
0: way. we need to temper our expectations for him. He's like He's like a wide receiver two or wide receiver three. He is my point. wide
1: receiver three, and he's putting up like seven points. Yeah, he
0: needs a touchdown, or he's going to have a disappointing day, which yeah. he did, so it's a shame. Uh, my only takeaway from this game is that Terry McLaurin is really good, and Dwayne Haskins is not. And it's a shame that Terry McLaurin is on this team.
2: He's an elite wide receiver. I've been saying yeah. this in the last year, so yeah. unfortunate.
0: Uh, all right, let's move on to the Bills and the Rams. This game was almost a Falcons-esque collapse. Yeah, but it, it was, was
2: actually twenty-eight to three, right? It was. It sure. was
0: exactly. But now it's not. Uh, Buffalo ended up coming away with the win. They were victorious, thirty-five to thirty-two. Uh, Josh Allen had another huge game. He had five uh, total touchdowns. Daryl Henderson had a big game. Cooper Cup had a big game. Robert Woods had a big game. Uh, it was a it was a good day for a lot of fantasy options in this one.
1: But I think back in the real world, this game was completely decided by the refs. Um, first of all, while the Rams were mounting their comeback, Josh Allen threw like a jump ball, and there was a clear catch by his receiver and then simultaneous possession at best on the ground, and they called that a pick, which is obviously wrong. And then on the game-winning drive, they called a very, very ticky-tack uh, passing pass interference in the end zone to give yeah. the Bills a first and goal from the one, which they obviously then completed. But, like, come on. I don't want the refs to decide that game right there. Like, that should have been over.
0: Yeah. That was Josh Allen's first interception of the
1: season, too. That's Cap. Kind of lame, yeah. dude.
2: Undeserved, yeah. yeah.
1: But, like, that, I feel like that was a full Josh Allen experience. Like, this man was, like, <laughs> stiff-arming defenders into the ground and then picking – like, he – He threw the ball backwards again, out of bounds. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, And then, like, and then just, uh, it was like third and 22. Like, he he gets himself into third and 22 by running backwards and taking huge sacks. (laughs) And then he converts to third and 22 with an awesome throw to Cole Beasley. He's just fun to watch. Um, I think these are two very good teams. Uh, I think uh, Stefan Diggs, while the stat line didn't show it, yeah, he, he caught like four touchdowns on the game. Three of them were like called back due to penalty. But um <laughs> he's really good. I think the again is. enough cannot be I cannot say enough about how well they've built this team around Josh Allen to succeed.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like last week I said, you know, they've only beaten the Jets and the Dolphins, so I'll have to wait till he proves himself any further, but a win against the Rams scoring what like 30 something 45. 35, 35, yeah. So like touchdowns
1: by him? Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. So at this point, he's. I think the Bills are in good shape, and had they proved that they're like a serious contender. Contender. Obviously, I mean serious, but a good contender in the AFC. Yeah. And yeah I mean, props to the like Rams the, too, though. Yeah. Props to the Rams.
2: Yeah. True. 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 Um, but yeah, I think Josh Allen has taken an even bigger step from, or like a leap from last year. Uh, I think the biggest knock on Josh Allen that even though he did have a big arm, he's always struggled with. Uh, deep ball connections, and this year his, um, I, I think his footwork, his fundamentals, changed a little bit, and now he's like connecting on deep balls, uh, all the time. So, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen looks good. I think the they are the favorite in the AFC East now. I mean, I'll have to see them
1: play the Patriots. I do. Yeah, I re- I mean, I'm
0: so hyped for those matchups, dude. I mean, yeah.
1: I'd agree with you right now. I just think they are a little more complete. Uh, right now
0: the the Pats and the bills don't play until week eight and i think by that point the pats will be even more gelled yeah that's fair it'll be a good matchup for sure uh yeah all right let's move on to the next one uh we got the texans and the steelers um the steelers won this 28 to 21 uh some big games from james Conner. he had another big game uh that's two in a row now randall cobb had a good game which is kind of surprising Ah, uh, Juju and Will Fuller both had pretty similar stat lines, and uh, Ebron caught a touchdown, which is nice. Uh, I thought Deshaun Watson looked pretty good in this game, at least in the first half. Uh, the Texans were doing way better than I thought they would be. Dude, Deshaun Watson looks good every game. <laughs> yeah, he, but... he's a
1: great quarterback. He's just poor yeah. guy, man. No, that's yeah. but
0: okay. I guess I should say then the offense looked pretty good yeah, in okay. the first half because, like, oh yeah, obviously Deshaun Watson's making these plays every time, but he was actually able to. Like get some time to throw, and uh David Johnson actually ran for a touchdown, so
2: <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I said last week that i I was against the Steelers being crowned top five so early. um, I'm still maybe not okay with them being top five, but I am more comfortable with the idea that they're gonna be good this year. uh, they are at the top of their division, so there's that,
2: yeah, yeah, after after tonight's game, yeah, so uh, the Steelers, I mean. Their their defense just like clamped down on the Texans offense or on, on the Texans, I guess, in the How second. has half. Minka
1: been doing? Have you guys noticed? I thought I'd be hearing like, defensive player of the I year vibes know. from him, but I haven't heard much. I
2: feel like the I'm main sure the main strength
0: well. from this defense has been the like pass the, rush, pass the rush. line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pass
2: rush and the run stop. And TJ Watt, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure.
1: Man, to have a defense with a good pass rush, yeah. what a luxury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, I mean, mean Honestly, now, all this
0: looks like, I think this is like um I feel like just might have been about to say this, but this looks like the good defense from last year with a solid offense. That was and exactly what was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and now and now the Steelers actually look good. So Yeah, I mean
2: last year like they had a, a basically the same defense and just a makeshift offense. And somehow yeah. they were um Mike Tomlin was able to was able to cobble together an eight and eight offense and or sorry, an eight and eight record. So now with a veteran quarterback, uh very good quarterback. Or not right now, but like a veteran quarterback. He's playing say.
3: better than I thought he would.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and yeah, definitely.
3: Your... I feel like people initially were like he's injured or his hands kind of messed up, but uh, uh, so far. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. but, but so no, far he's, he's, too. I'll take, looked, I'll take blame on that yeah. too. But so far he's looked good enough where he can stay he's, healthy. He's and,
1: cleared the low bar of Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dude, I swear to God, last year um I was watching some of the games and they were straight up just running Wildcat. So yeah, like, I remember <laughs> that. I was like, dude. I met Trey Edmonds. <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. Um, but yeah, no, now they have an offense, you know, their wide receivers are emerging. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. These guys are making plays, so this offense looks good, and the defense is as stellar as it was last year. So yeah, they're
0: yeah. in good shape. Deontay Johnson got hurt. Um, but hopefully yeah, he's he... back quickly.
2: Yeah, I know Big really Ben. Good. Yeah, Big Ben um has a pretty special connection with uh, with Deontay Johnson on the field. So um, that might be a big hit, but I think Juju will pick up the slack and their other wide receivers too. Yep. So not too worried.
1: This team is outstanding at developing wide receiver talent.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. That's probably number one in that. And I think as long as James Conner is healthy, like the offense is... I, I would say it's even. It's a good
3: offense. Like it's not just a yeah, okay for offense. Sure. Yeah, even their like, running backs look good too. Like Benny Snell is kind of... Um, not as consistent, but at some points he was good. And then uh, last game, Anthony McFarlane, like, he was looking good as well. And he's like some rookie, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's good for their yeah. run game as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's
0: go over to the Titans and the Vikings. This was a, actually a really good game. Uh, the Titans edged them out. They won 31-30. to uh, Derrick Henry found the end zone twice. He had basically the exact same stat line as he has the past two games, but this time he just found the end zone. Uh, Dalvin Cook had another huge game. He had 181 rushing yards. That's a lot. Wow. Wow. Uh, and then combine that with his teammate, Justin Jefferson, who had 175 receiving yards. That's a lot of
1: offense from two players. But that's pretty much it. Kirk Cousins was really bad. Yeah, um, I thought he was. I think, okay, he... Wait, wait, wait,
0: he, I think his game last week was like astronomically bad. <laughs> so when we look at this week, we're like, oh, he improved. But what like, was the game
1: last week again?
0: He had 113 yards and three interceptions last year. Colts against the Colts. Colts. Oh, the Colts. Oh, oh, yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think these last two teams, the Vikings and the Texans, it's just insane what one year can do. These guys were in the playoffs last year and now they're 0 3. Yeah. Like, Wow, what a, okay, what a I think in, the Tex- in the Texans
3: defense. I mean, they played the Chiefs, the Ravens, and now the Steelers like all like top tier teams. So But if they want to do anything in the playoffs, they're gonna have
1: to beat those teams, you know? Yeah, I mean
3: I don't okay. I don't think even last year we all we thought that they were gonna like make a run to the Super Bowl, but I mean, you never know. I mean, they could like finish with an eight and eight type season, so I don't think they're complete trash, but they definitely had a difficult schedule.
1: Yeah, so did, I mean, the, you know, I I don't know about the Vikings though. No, the Vikings. Vikings uh, the Vikings have the no Vikings no have been <laughs> playing a bunch of teams at their level. I think like these, like the Colts. I think that's a team that's perfectly on their level. The Titans perfectly on their level. I don't know yeah. about the Packers. The Packers look really good this year. But like those two teams, are, those are games they, they got to split at minimum if they want to do anything. But they didn't. Now they suck. Now they're out, which is good. They want less teams that are good in the NFC.
0: <laughs> <laughs> got to keep those Niners in contention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, oh yeah, you, go Grant. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say uh, another parallel between these two guys is they both got rid of their top wide receiver. Um,
1: one for a first round pick, one not yeah, for a first round. One round not
0: pick. for a first rounder, but <laughs> which still I, boggles both, my mind. That'll always boggle my mind. Uh, but I think the I think the Texans seem to be missing their guy more than. <laughs> Seems to be I think it's dudes.
1: because the Vikings, they're a run heavy offense. They 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 run the zone run, which is a little more run friendly. They have a great running back. They have, you know, another wide receiver in Adam Thielen, who's no yeah. scrub. Yeah. And like the the, the the Texans don't really what is their scheme? What do they run? They just They just they give the Deshaun ball to Deshaun Watson. Watson. They run this this team yeah, reminds no. me of like early Russell Wilson minus the good defense. Like, just give it to oh, Russell yeah. Wilson and make
2: him do everything. I, I feel like whenever I, like, look over at the Texans game, it's just Deshaun Watson has, like, three guys screaming in his face yes. waiting <laughs> to tackle him, and he just has to make a superhuman play. Like, <laughs> obviously, that's not sustainable. And um,
0: Yeah, yeah it's, it's that, bad, man. that offensive line is so bad, and it's just, it's just such a shame, man. All these good players getting stuck on trash teams. I feel so feels like such a waste
1: this is kind of like where the double-edged sword of player empowerment could kind of come over from the nba like i would love to have seen deshaun watson not re-sign with the texans that would have been great i would have loved to see him go to free agency and just accept bids by the time he's in free agency i think brady would have been done so like him on the buccaneers would have been bonkers you know there's so many places that he could go i just did not like him re-signing with the texans they didn't do enough to put a contender around him and like you you see with Giannis, he's saying he had a meeting he said it explicitly with the bucks cross sport i know but hey you guys don't put a good team around me i'm out and everyone knows that so there's no pressure it seems to put a good team you just have to get lucky enough to draft them and they have them for the rest of your career it's ridiculous
3: why did he have to resign though
1: why did, he, why did Deshaun Watson have to re-sign?
2: Yeah, I mean, like, if he wanted... Was that to his better, choice, or, like, he, he chose to re-sign with the Texans?
3: Yeah, I mean... Yeah, he did.
2: Okay. So,
3: I mean, why, why didn't he, like, wait?
2: I do not know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, that's do thing. We don't,
3: we don't know. Yeah, we don't know exactly what Deshaun wants. I, I but I mean, don't. But that's what, kind of where I want
1: to see Deshaun demand to his organization, yo, put a better team around me or I'm out. I'm not trying to lacerate my kidney. <laughs> like Andrew yeah. Luck.
3: Yeah, so I think the fact that he signed that four-year deal with them means that he has basically put his faith in the organization. I'm saying that's wrong,
0: Deshaun. My yeah, man, so so w- so else. whether that was his
3: decision or
0: like whether he felt like he had no power to demand anything. I no, think that's no, the it, it
3: was his decision. It was just that he trusts he. That basically tells me that he trusts his organization to put him in a good spot. Which may or may not be the right decision. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't I, that don't. I don't think. think. Yeah,
2: <laughs> even before like the trade and whatnot, yeah, like, they, like, they weren't doing anything for him. Yeah,
3: because no one, like, no one handcuffed him to the Texans. Like, yeah, he is not yeah. like, handcuffed. So
1: no one pointed uh, a gun at him. But yeah, you're right. Like, especially after trading away DeAndre Hopkins, like that kind of shows you that you know they're they're expecting him to do everything with nothing yeah and that's mm-hmm. that's not a winning recipe like look at all these good quarterbacks patrick mahomes lamar jackson they're all fantastic but look at what they're working with they're working with schemes that trust them that build them up that are built great offensive teams. lines Taylor made for them yeah Taylor made on both ends you have high flying with the chiefs you have ground and pound with the ravens and like and you have the texans and they're just like ah, Will Fuller no identity really fast <laughs> yeah they have no identity that's a great way to put it. Like yeah. and that that starts with coaching, and Bill O'Brien just has way too much power. <laughs> yeah. 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 We could talk about Bill O'Brien forever, I feel
0: like. Yeah. Uh before we move on, big ups to former Patriot Steven hmm. Goskowski Six field sure. goals in this one. Twenty seven fantasy points. You love to see it. The game winner. Yeah, the game winner too. From like fifty plus. So that was that was clutch. Is that two out of three game winners now? for the- Yeah, that, that yeah I think so. Yeah, wow. and
1: last week they had a they kicked to take the lead, and then they stopped the Jaguars on the way down.
0: So he's been putting so, in so work. Three game-winning field there. Essentially, yeah, uh, essentially three.
2: Actually,
1: yeah. Good job, it's good.
0: Good yeah. job, Stephen. All right, let's move on <laughs> to uh, the Pats and the Raiders here. Um, the Patriots won this uh, pretty handily. Clapped. It looked like they clapped. Yeah. It was thirty-six to twenty. Uh, huge game from the boys, sexy Rexy Rex hey, He's good for one, of, one or two of those or every two single year. year. I feel like yeah. Um, Sodi Michelle actually had a good game, which was surprising. Uh, it doesn't come very often, so you gotta you gotta appreciate those <laughs> when they come. Uh, Hunter Renfro had eighty four yards and a touchdown, uh, and the Pats had a defensive touchdown, so that was nice. Uh, that had kind of happened in garbage time, though. So that put the game away. Mm -hmm. Uh, i thought thought, this was oh yeah
1: go ahead yeah
0: yeah no i i thought the pats in this one um i I felt like they were struggling for the first quarter and a half it really looked like uh they could not stop the run at all uh but then i think it just came down to experience and uh isis is probably going to say health because the the raiders didn't have rugs uh, I don't know how much of a difference he would have made, though.
3: Uh, I mean, I okay. obviously, they were injured. Like They had a lot of injuries with their defense, um, mm-hmm. their off the line. But I don't think even those players would have taken them over the top. Um, based off of just watching this game, it was like pretty clear that the Patriots just have a better... They're just a better organization right now yep. than what the Raiders have. And the Raiders have so many young players that it's just hard to ask them to keep up with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, this, this looked...
1: looked- very important game sorry Andy just for like the, to decide the pecking order in the AFC like I don't think obviously or maybe to me it's obvious that the Raiders and the Patriots are at that top tier with the the Chiefs and the Ravens um maybe not the Ravens now we'll see I think the
0: Pats could take the Ravens now.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I I don't know could. Might just be recency bias but like I think yeah. this 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 game was like between like a four seed a potential four seed and a potential like 60 and something six like or that. Six, or seven. Yeah, six I or seven, right? So like, this is very important to define how the, the Raiders' season is going to go and how the Patriots' season. The Patriots have their win now. Like, it, it didn't come last week against the Seahawks, but it came this week against the Raiders. You need to stack those important wins to to do anything in a season. And uh, the Raiders got their important win against the Saints, and it would have been like insane had they stacked Saints and Raiders, and they were just unable Saints to do that. Saints, Saints and, and sorry, Saints and Patriots. That would have been that'd have been bonkers, but um they didn't they weren't able to do it. I mean, that's all right, it's a hard thing to do. Uh, but uh, I would have liked them to see them actually throw the ball to Darren Waller. That yeah. would have been nice.
2: Yeah, I mean speaking of the Saints game, I feel like this the Raiders team that showed up for that uh that Monday night football game uh, last last week was not the same team that showed up on Sunday against the Patriots. Um a lot of penalties. Uh, the Patriots, or sorry, the Raiders have been one of the most penalized teams in the past, and um, it decided to rear its ugly head uh, on Sunday. So, um, a little bit more discipline, definitely. And third downs were actually a really strong, or um, like a uh, like a really positive thing that the Raiders had going for them. I think they were um, 57% on for third down, which is good for third in the league, and. Today, or sorry, on Sunday, there were like five or 17. And mm-hmm. um, I, I think that also did them in. Um, so I, I think there's definitely things you can improve on, but I, I'm not too dissatisfied because it's just not the trend that we were seeing in week one and week two.
0: Yeah. Uh, I thought it was you know, on the Patriots' side of the ball. It was really good to see a game where Cam Newton didn't do much and the team still... Did really well the first two games it felt like cam newton was the centerpiece and he was the one making everything happen uh this time it was all in the running backs uh whether that was michelle or jj taylor who i said to keep an eye out on he's looking pretty good uh and of course rex burkhead uh, i think it's it's good to see like the team isn't completely reliant on cam having these outstanding games because he looked very very pedestrian he had a really ugly interception
3: um but the team still found a way to get it done so that's that's good to see. See, okay, the thing about the Patriots is um like they're looking really good right now. I mean, they beat two teams that they are should be better than with the Dolphins and the Raiders and they were just like one play away from beating the Seahawks, which is like right now favorites like in the NFC as of mm-hmm. right now. Um and the thing is like against the Dolphins they ran it a lot with Cam, right? And then against the Seahawks, they have a terrible secondary, so Cam was throwing the ball all over the place. And now the third game, they have a completely different script for the Raiders in yeah. running the ball with running back. I mean, So this is
1: Belichick just... right there. They're, yeah, this, this is an adaptable team.
3: So, Yeah, they yeah. can just adapt to any situation. So they're yeah. looking really good in the future. I mean, I feel like I say this every week. But yeah, yeah they're looking really good. Dude, past, when,
2: whenever you have Bill Belichick at the helm, you always have a chance, man. Yeah. Same thing as like Greg Popovich, um, I feel like, in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: such a good parallel between those two teams. Yeah. Yeah. All dynasties. right. Let's, yeah, Dynasties, for real. Uh let's go over to the Niners and the Giants. Uh Niners, another team taking care of business here. Uh they won thirty six to nine. We had a big game from uh <laughs> Jeff Wilson Junior. Shout out I to touchdowns. It. I did call
1: it previously. Yeah. I yeah. knew that was gonna happen.
0: Uh Jarek McKinnon played all right, I guess. Um Brandon Ayuk had a touchdown. Brandon right
1: Ayuk had a very good game, and I'll talk about that when I do That's my cool. weekly Niners monologue. Yes. <laughs> yes. Speaking uh, of which, yeah. are, are we ready for it? Yeah,
0: basically. I mean, the only other notable thing here are the two kickers who did well. But, yeah, uh, because
1: this was a field goal fest at the yeah. beginning. Um, I think a really good strategy in this league is to have a backup quarterback named Nick because, boy, that will really <laughs> save you. Um Nick Mullins and Nick Foles showed out this week. Nick Mullins had a very, very, very good game. Um, but I think this win goes to Kyle Shanahan in in just not asking too much of Nick Foles, pulling out all, like our... Nick our... Mullins. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Mullins. Yeah. Um, Nick Mullins was, you know, making good throws on like out routes and slants, but he wasn't asked to just go out there and put the team on his back, which he doesn't even ask Jimmy Garoppolo to do, but he asked Nick Moses to do even less, which was great. We, we trusted our run game. We trusted our two running backs. Um, and he was able, Cal Shanahan was able to work our first-round pick, Brandon Ayuk, into the game very well. He touched the ball, I think, five times on one drive. That ended up with uh, his, his end-around score that looked eerily similar to Debo Samuel. I can't wait for them two to see the field at the same time. And uh, the only negative from this, I think, is that Jordan Reed is going to be out for six to eight weeks because uh, apparently because of the turf. I'm not sure. I didn't really see it this season, but uh, this one. But today the paper said it was the turf. I haven't gone back and watched uh, the replay. So it was in the
0: end zone. He he had a target in the end zone. I've seen uh, the play, I,
1: but I I didn't I didn't yeah. think it was the turf. It looked like a yeah, perfectly normal thing. Yeah. But uh, you know maybe. Maybe we're just not destined to have George Kittle and Jordan Reed on the field at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So. You're gonna have
0: to do with Ross Dwelly.
1: Yo, Ross Dwelly's a baller. And in general, I'm just glad this team is taking care of business, you know. Uh especially a team as, you know, in, in in an emotional state like this where you can just got destroyed last week. It's easy to just uh take a game off, trap game type deal. But uh, we were able to stay focused. Fred Warner continues to make plays. So great job, Niners.
0: Yes. Great job, <laughs> and uh in classic Giants fashion, the running backs I think had a total of twenty seven rush yards this game. That sounds so about right. That's Yeah uh,
2: sounds like a Devontae Freeman type stat line to me.
1: That's life without Saquon, I guess. And in general, the Giants
2: offense just looked horrible. Like yeah. they're only only good. I play. feel like you can copy paste that statement for the next, you know, 14 weeks yeah i mean like
1: the only thing they were able to move the ball on us they didn't get inside the red zone i don't think once um their only good play was daniel jones read option and that's just because the niners still have not figured out how to deal with the quarterback that can actually move but like they would they would run the daniel jones read option and then they would go three plays and then either if they were in field goal range they had field goal otherwise they would punt so Mm. also the niners did not punt last week which was pretty sick
0: yeah, I mean, for a team that's so destroyed by injuries, they're holding up pretty well against bad teams, which is expected. But playing the Eagles next week, so do you expect the same?
1: I, I, I think Jimmy's back.
0: Not oh, is sure. Back?
1: Is Kittle also probably going to be back? Kittle or? might. Kittle and Jimmy are kind of in the same, you know, week oh, okay. to week. Uh, I think one of two will play. That'll be great. And if one of two plays, then we'll be fine. Yeah. I don't think the Eagles are much of a threat now.
0: Yeah. Uh all right, let's uh let's speaking of the Eagles, let's talk about them then. Uh the Eagles played the Bengals this week and this was just such a gross game. They
1: tied at 23, first tie of the season. Uh following the trend of uh, number 1 overall picks having ties. Baker Mayfield really? had one. Uh Kyler Murray had one week 1 last year and oh, uh Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. Yep. I did not know
0: that. Uh, big game from T. Higgins, who had two touchdowns. Tyler Boyd had 10 catches for 125 yards. That is good to see. Uh, again, the two kickers had good games because these offenses can't really do a whole lot. Um, yeah, man, Carson Wentz he did not so look good. He
1: looks bad, dude. He's missing wide-open throws. Yeah. He's, yeah, He had ugly picks again. Um, I don't understand. I thought he was good. He looks yeah. good. He makes the right reads. He just can't throw the ball well.
0: It's just so sad. Isis, as a member, or as an in a fantasy owner of both Joe Mixon and Miles Sanders. Me what too, by the way. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, I guess,
1: yeah. It's true, you we too, both right? have Mixon and Miles Sanders. But go ahead, Isis. <sighs> what? <laughs> <laughs> That's um, a good summer.
2: Oh, awesome <laughs> man. What a yeah,
3: um, I don't know. I think, like okay, for Mixon, um, in terms of fantasy, obviously it sucks because he's not – like, touching the ball as much as he c- should considering he's a best player. But for the Bengals, I mean, I think they have their priorities set on Joe Burrow, you know, getting him throws and having him develop. And he's played good, like, every game. So there's no really negative for the Bengals there. I mean, he's spreading the ball around. You know, the offense is moving pretty well when he has it in his hands. Yeah. Um, They're just not able to, you know, get that win. But he's put up points, like, every game that he's played, so... Yeah, and he had
0: 300 and, 312 yards to uh, this week and two touchdowns with no interceptions. So yeah. he's been
1: playing really well. Yeah, that's yeah, actually well like, of um, your number one pick, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. I feel like he's been throwing like a lot. Like I know last week he was he threw like sixty-one 60. passes. And this time he threw forty-four. Yeah, they're yeah. just making him throw the hell out of the ball.
3: Yeah, I think that. Uh, so I think the reason here is that. Um. So like you would think they would give the ball to Mixon a lot because he is their best player, but. I, just, I think this offensive line is just bad. Like it's just really bad where they can't even run the ball consistently. So I think the ideology is that if Joe Burrow can get rid of the ball quickly, then they can have an offense. Like if you can just make quick throws, like slants, out routes, that type of stuff, then even with a bad offensive line, they can have some traction on offense.
1: Yeah. I just want to talk about real quick about really bad offensive lines in the game against the Washington football team. And the game against the Bengals, the Eagles have allowed eight sacks in each game. So 16 oh sacks God. total.
0: Oh my God. That's, uh, you, guys I say,
1: you guys thought I was going to say eight sacks over two games, which by itself is really bad. Eight sacks each game. That is just and the fantastic. And the Bengals don't even have a great pass rush. They have maybe the worst pass rush in the league. <laughs> that's
2: so cool. This stuff, Gino you know, Atkins, that's like the only player I would know. He's, he's not even amazed. playing. He's, he's not even
1: playing. I think he's injured. Oh
2: my lord! Okay. <laughs>
3: I don't know. I think I brought this up. I don't know if this is just on their offensive line or if like Carson's Carson. just running into like traffic. It's it's, it's a combination it's both. of both. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. But
1: like definitely their offensive line. I saw Jason Peters get hurt at the end of the at the end of the game because I was unfortunately watching this game. And um, man, if the Niners had like a our defensive line from last year against them next week. I think might we might break the sacks actually record. see sixteen sacks in a game. Like, <laughs> God
0: damn. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's real bad. I'm just waiting for Carson Wentz to turn it around figure it out. Yeah, he's You good. know he can. <laughs> yeah. But what is he doing, man? He has two picks in every game so far this season.
1: So the the team My that's God. so the team that's playing the Eagles is a great defense pickup.
0: Oh, it sounds like that would be the Niners.
1: Oh boy. Oh.
0: Sounds like it. All right, let's go to another kind of woeful team here with the Jets <laughs> and the Colts. Uh, the Jets lost this game seven to thirty six. What the hell are you doing? The, the The Colts had a good game from. I don't. I, he had they had an okay game from Jonathan Taylor. I think he's still kind of figuring out the the offense, which is it's all right, I guess. I thought he'd be better than this, though, to be honest. Uh, Braxton mm-hmm. Berrius on the Jets caught a touchdown, so. Moali Cox came in with another Mo'ally touchdown. Fox. Yes, yeah. that makes me so happy. And, of course, the Indianapolis Colts defense had three interceptions, two sacks, two touchdowns. I think they also had a safety. Uh, yeah, they did Probably. have a safety. <laughs> the full Arnold
1: experience right there. That's... Yeah. Uh,
0: what a good game to have the Colts defense on your fantasy team. Man,
2: I was watching Red Zone, and then the first play they showed in that Jets Colts game was it was it was a. Pick who six. would have guessed it? Who would yeah. have guessed it? It's Sam Darnold pick six. Oh my god! Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next
3: game. I mean, yeah, this is just <laughs> ugly from the Jets, worst it's team in the league, dude. I don't understand, like, did Sam Darnold, like look at how his life is like gone, dude? Like, he was on USC, he was like you know a good prospect, and he got put on. You think the
1: Jets, you and... think he's screwed, Josh Rosen? Was yeah. also in that same draft class, and he's like not even a concept anymore. He's like on the second
0: No, he's he's on the he's on the Bucks uh, training he, he's practice squad. Practice squad yeah. man. Oh my yeah.
1: god, that's basically it's on sad. the street. Yeah, uh, the Dude's rumor. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> the rumor is that I think Adam Gase, his his like his time has come. <laughs> I think if, if they lose, lose on Thursday. time was over yeah. so, much, yeah. so long dude, ago. time was over when he got hired. Like, what do you <laughs> know? I mean, At least they're finally seeing it now, though. If the Broncos can beat the Jets on Thursday, then I think Adam Gase is Wait, officially gone. Wait, do they have Blake gone.
1: Bortles as the starter? That would be awesome. Oh, that would be insane. Dude, are you about to see a Blake Bortles versus Sam Donald Thursday night game?
0: <laughs> it doesn't get more Thursday than that, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh man, Jesus! All right, let's
1: move on. No, no, no. Let's move on. Panthers and Chargers, everyone.
0: (laughs) All right, Panthers and Chargers. Uh, Panthers won this twenty-one to sixteen. Eckler had a really good game. Uh, He had a lot of receiving work in this one, which was good to see again.
2: Eleven targets,
0: eleven targets, and eleven catches. That's the Eckler that we're used to seeing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Keenan Allen had a huge game. He had nineteen targets in this game. He had one hundred and thirty-two yards and a touchdown. And uh, the the Panthers kicker also had uh, five field goals, so that's that Joey Sly. Joey Sly, yeah. yeah. And uh, Mike Davis slotting in for the injured Christian McCaffrey, he actually had a pretty solid game. He had ninety-one total yards and a touchdown, so that's good to see. Uh, I don't know. I think the in this game, I really thought the Panthers would be impo- like. Unable to stop the run, but they were able to, which was kind of surprising. Um, yeah. I, I think guess it's that more important game.
1: for for this team to figure out their quarterback situation. Yeah. Um, Herbert was all right; he threw the ball forty nine times. He had one touchdown, one pick, and a fumble lost. So, like, um, I don't know if that's what you want out of your six overall, but yeah, especially I, against Carolina, defense. definitely throwing him into the fire. I thought. I mean, there's not much else you can do when your team doctor punctures your starting quarterbacks along with a needle. But um, (laughs) that that kind of, it's just a bad situation. But of course, it's happening to the Chargers. On the other end, um, I really thought the Panthers were going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. I'm disappointed that their first win came so early because it doesn't bode well for my prediction. But still, like Teddy Bridgewater, he's not it, man. Like, not at all. So, yeah.
0: Let's move on from this sad game. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's talk about the Lions and the Cardinals now. The Lions won this twenty-six to twenty-three. Pretty big game from Kyler Murray again. And,
1: wait, Ishis, Ishis. I want you from now on <laughs> to be in charge of reciting DeAndre Hopkins' stat line. Oh, that's. Tough. Oh my. Go God. go ahead. It's on sleeper. We'll wait.
0: In the meantime, Kenny Galladay caught a touchdown in his first game back, which was real nice. Yes, sir. Uh, Andy Isabella had two touchdowns, which was also pretty interesting.
2: On like twenty or like thirty snaps, I think he was on the field for like thirty snaps. So like he ran thirty routes. Yeah. <laughs> and two Andy touchdowns.
0: Isabella, man, and uh, Matt Prater, Lions kicker, had a few field goals, so that was good. Uh, Ishis, yeah. Do you want to go ahead and read the DeAndre Hopkins stat line? Ten, 10 receptions, hundred thirty-seven yards. That is correct. DeAndre Hopkins is currently the number three wide receiver on the year. So I think three is the, the top feels the
1: most consistent, dude. Just because like, yeah. he did this with a touchdown, I I think it's just... He's leading the for league for in
0: receptions and targets yeah. this year.
1: The, the volume is there, the opportunity is there, and the pecking yeah. order is set. Every play, Kyler Murray, look for DeAndre Hopkins. If not, run. And I guess this game, give the ball to Andy Isabella, which was kind of a bummer. But yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, this could this could have been a thirty point game from Hawkins. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, I mean the Kyler threw three picks in this game, and the Lions actually won, which I was pretty shocked to see. But I uh, think this
1: win saved Matt Patricia's job a little bit, just because uh, we were talking. I mentioned this earlier in the first game of last season, Kyler Murray tied the Lions, and uh, that seems to signal <laughs> you know evenly matched teams. But then mm-hmm. since then the Cardinals have just you know taken that step, taken that leap, and the Lions have not at all. They they were I think what number three pick overall last year, yeah, which is really bad, and they're not doing much. I I I don't have any faith in them. I do think Matt Stafford is really good, but again he's getting wasted and not in the good way um so <laughs> he probably is also getting wasted after, is, yeah. after <laughs> yeah. sure playing for this team but uh they won and i guess they get the reward of keeping matt patricia as their coach
0: is that a reward Yay. i don't know
2: i mean I, I think their offense will be better simply because yeah. they have Kenny galladay back and someone to stretch the field they're basically their number one wide receiver right yeah, um, yeah. so matt stafford will look better their offense will look better and I keep going back to last year um, when they had Stafford and Galladay healthy for uh, the first seven, eight weeks. I think they were basically 500. So, I mean, it, they're not a bad team for sure. I, I think they can be a 500 team with what they have right now, but obviously not like well, they won't. They're not making the jump any time soon.
0: Yeah, I just find it insane that Adrian Peterson is still a starting running back in the league. All day, be. He got 22
3: carries in this game. It's crazy. Yeah. crazy. yeah. I don't think the Lions haven't really done a good job with their young running backs. Um, As well as, I don't know, like, is the problem their defense with the Lions in getting wins? Or...
2: It might be. It might be. Jeff Bakuda mean... isn't going to change anything significant um, anytime soon. So, I, I mean, I, I don't have, uh, I'm not particularly worried about this team's offense, but yeah, definitely defense is leaky. What,
3: wasn't Matt Pritchard defensive coordinator? Yes.
2: The Patriots. <laughs> you you like couldn't there. tell.
3: He's part of the Belichick coaching tree,
1: which is not fantastic right now. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. true. Another noted uh, Belichick disciple is Bill O'Brien. So yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, take, man. do with that what you will.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Brian Flores on the Dolphins.
1: Yeah. That doesn't mm. fit my narrative, though, so I'm going to ignore yeah, it.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretend you didn't hear that. Mm-hmm. What is your guys' like, outlook on the Cardinals now?
1: I still think they're really good. Um, I'm really glad that they lost to a team that they should have beat, because uh, that helps with the standings. And the notorious, I think, what what are we three and o two one two one two one, like that's the NFC West right now. There's a total of three losses in the NFC West, which is uh, extremely competitive. So, yeah, I think they're making the playoffs, but I just don't know where.
0: Okay, that's fair. Uh, let's move on to the Bucks and the Broncos. The Buccaneers won this 28-10. to 10. Uh, Good game from Brady. He had almost 300 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Godwin caught a touchdown before he left with injury. Mike Evans had two catches for two yards and two touchdowns. I love that stat <laughs> line. And, uh, yeah, I mean, not much to note from this game, except for Brady looked good. Uh, the Buccaneers' defense looks really good. And... Um, yeah, I mean they were playing the Broncos, not a great team, especially since they were led by Jeff Driscoll and Brian Ripian. So, um yeah. I think uh I think if Brady can if, if Godwin avoids injury long term from this hamstring issue that he's dealing with, uh, the team is gonna come together quicker than I anticipated personally. Uh, but so far it feels like every game it hasn't it's it's been like either Evans is hurt or Godwin is hurt. So mm-hmm. we just gotta see how that how that plays out.
2: Gronk uh, looked kind of good. I don't. I don't know if you meant. Yeah,
0: that. that's true. Yeah, Gronk. Gronk honestly looked like how he did his last year on the Patriots. Like yeah. he, he wasn't making anything huge, but he was catching like, on third and six.
1: Prometh, I think uh, you've mentioned the last six. year on the Patriots every single time we brought up Gronkowski on this no, podcast. No, because it's true. It's one hundred percent true. Well,
0: the, the thing is, the last two games he didn't look like Gronk on the Patriots
3: that's his role. And on his last season. Yeah.
0: Because he was doing nothing in the passing game. At least Gronk, on the Pats did something in the past game. He was mainly a blocker, yeah, but he did something. So this time he actually did something.
3: Dude, you know what I was thinking? You know that interview where Bruce Arians is like, "Oh, he's just going to like block me. He's not going to like catch at all." Yeah. I honestly think that's just a bluff. Like they're basically like saving him for the like, the playoffs and they're keeping him healthy and then like <laughs> he's actually defense... fully healthy. Yeah, and the defense are like not even expecting it. There's going to like yeah, a Gronk. Yeah.
0: Pure... He's, he's prime like, like, Gronk, dude. Yeah, literally. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I think this team will, is... Right now, they're playing better than the Saints. Even though the Saints beat them week one, the Saints look terrible without Michael Thomas. Yeah. Um, and right now, they are leading the division, so we'll, we'll see how it pans out. Uh, let's move on to the Seahawks and the Cowboys. This was a very entertaining game, as all Seahawks games are these days. Uh, Seattle won 38-31. These days?
3: Did you say these days? That's uh, true. Okay. When's the Four last days. time
1: the, car, the, the Seahawks played a bad game? That's like, true. <laughs> like, a right. not right. interesting game to watch. Right. My bad. My bad.
0: Uh, Russell Wilson, again, this otherworldly performance. 315 yards and five touchdowns. He should have had six. Yeah. Should have been six. Yeah. Been yeah. six. Uh,
2: Dak he Prescott. also had five. He also, sorry. He also threw for five touchdowns, I think, last week, so... Yeah. Um. Some there was some stat line of like first player to do blah 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 and five touch five touchdowns in t- two consecutive weeks. So. He also
1: has the record for he's most touchdowns in the first three games.
2: Obviously. Yeah, it's Fourteen,
1: 14 yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. he My beat Mahomes game. somehow.
0: Yeah. Somehow, that just goes to show how crazy he's playing. Though. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott had four hundred and seventy-two yards with three touchdowns. Uh, yeah, pick. <laughs> yeah, had a pick. <laughs> two picks actually. <laughs> Yeah. Uh literally all the receivers in this game played well. Um Tyler Lockett had three touchdowns though. He was the standout. Uh I mean (laughs) this guy called Cedric Wilson came out of nowhere. Two touchdowns and a hundred yards.
1: I was expecting that to be CD Lamb. Me too. I was literally talking during the game, I was like, the Cowboys offense is great because everything is just so well defined and there's no surprises. It's like Clear RB1, no yeah, until, RB2. Until Cedric <laughs> came w. in. Clear wide receiver 1 with Cooper. And yeah. then and, and they, have a de- they had a decent tight end. Everyone's, I think, every year. And clear QB1, right? Like, this offense is yeah. great for fantasy. I actually think Dak is playing very well. He um, is. But, but like, he's definitely yeah, playing better he than wants Wentz, to be dude. paid. He's definitely playing better than Wentz. But, you know, he's got to, you know, get that last try. I feel like I'm not as high on the Seahawks as I think the rest of the world is. Number 1, I totally acknowledge my bias. But number 2, yeah, Russell Wilson is good, but I feel like these games are just all the other Seahawks games but add 20 to both team score. Like every, like last in in the in the past, you wouldn't do anything, but the Seahawks would always consistently play to the level of their competition. And that's what they're doing right now because their defense is so bad. So if they're going to play to the level of their competition and they're going to rely on Russell Wilson to bail them out, honestly, I don't see much difference between what they were doing now and It's it's not the worst thing in the world at this point. It's definitely – no, it's not the worst thing in the world. Russell Wilson has won, I think, twice as many games as he's lost. So it's a winning formula. But I'm just saying it's nothing new. They're playing to the level of their competition, check, yeah. Um. they're relying on Russell Wilson don't, and not much else check. The only difference is they're going to add 20 points to both of the team's scores. So I see this Seahawks team as nothing new, which is still dangerous, and I think they're right now playing as the best team in the NFC, but it's nothing otherworldly for me as a, as a Niners fan. I acknowledge that. But what but do you guys think? You have
0: to admit that Russell Wilson's performance is
1: otherworldly. Yes, it is. But the Seahawks team is just... Team. I feel okay. like it's just scaled up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Makes
0: sense. I mean,
3: okay, if you want to look at the game script for the Cowboys game, like, the Seahawks basically just said, we're not going to, like, Zeke run through us, right? And they stuck with it. So, I don't know in the long run if it was a good move because, you know, Dak threw all over them. But, I mean, yeah. I don't know if their defense is good on both sides of the ball, too. Their defense is not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, They, they, they got, definitely got destroyed
1: not. by, like, three teams in a row. So what is that 400 yards passing three weeks in a row or like 397 to cam i think
2: yeah yeah cam yeah. was just tearing them apart. that's
1: unacceptable so i mean yeah nothing new same old seahawks
3: yeah i mean when i see the russell like when the seahawks offense is doing what it's doing it's usually like they just like have russell drop back and he just like finds the guy downfield like so consistently. Like all of these
1: throws that we're saying, oh, this quarterback should have hit, like Carson Wentz should have hit Miles Sanders, uh, Lamar Jackson should have hit Marquise Brown. Russell Wilson never, ever misses those throws.
2: Yeah. they're God, always,
1: And they're always just moonshotted Moonshots, out of the sky. Dude. And yeah. they just drop. And then the wide receiver doesn't break stride until he slows up and gets the ball punched. <laughs> gets from behind.
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw an absurd stat on Twitter at the end of um, Sunday's game. And it was that Russell Wilson adds um, – he he adds 2.2 points on every single deep throw that he makes, uh, like expected number of points. And um, that might not mean much, but uh, I think a better comparison is that the next closest – I forget who it was. It was like 1.3, and the rest of them were like 1.2, 1.1, whatnot. So, like, this guy is an elite talent, um, not just, like – not just at the deep throw for sure, but, like, I think this just shows – how good his, um, how good his moonshots are, how good his 30, 40 yard passes are, and how efficient he is.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think the Cowboys' offense—we touched on it. Zeke kind of got shut down, but I think it's promising to see so many receivers, uh, step up and have good games. Um, this is—they're two two teams that are going to have, uh, just fun games in the future to watch. All right, uh, let us move on to the Packers and the New Orleans Camaras. Uh, Green Bay won this 37-30. Aaron Rodgers played pretty well. I think he had three touchdowns. Uh, Aaron Jones was pretty good. Alan Lazard had a very good game in the absence of Devontae Adams. And uh, Alvin Camara did what Alvin Camara does, and that is carry... The Saints' offense on his back with Michael Thomas out.
1: So maybe Kamara the reason, so maybe, the reason yeah. maybe the reason the Saints went five and zero back when Breeze was out was because of Michael Thomas. I like this team; it just looks lost without Michael Thomas. Like yeah. Drew Brees is not it right now. He's just checking down every single play, which obviously leads to fantastic scoring for Alvin Kamara. But like even on Alvin Kamara's fifty-yard touchdown, Drew Brees literally just threw the ball to him. After yeah. going through his reads like, and saying, yeah, we, I don't the ball 20 yards. We can do what
0: Drew Brees is doing right now. <laughs> Probably, Dude, he, yeah. he targeted Kamara 14 times.
3: 13 catches for Kamara. Like, you be serious? And it it's, worked. It worked. Yeah. Almost. If Some, on, yeah, if you look on one end, uh, the Packers don't have Devontae Adams, They're number one wide receiver. An elite wide receiver. And you can see what their offense is doing. And then on the other end, you look at the Saints, who don't yeah. have their wide receiver. And it literally looks like a shit show right now. Yeah.
1: I might be forced to take back uh, my slander on Aaron Rodgers, dude. He's looking really good.
2: That's what I said. Yeah, he he definitely looks a lot better than he did last I, year. So. I
1: do. I am happy on one end just because the league is better when Aaron Rodgers is just destroying shit. He's fun to watch, and I, I was more mad at Aaron Rodgers for denying me that pleasure by sucking. So, you know, by by me talking shit to him and him performing, I'm happy with it. I like watching Aaron Rodgers play.
0: Friendship so. restored with Aaron Rodgers?
1: Yeah, I... Until sure. he plays the Niners. As long as, long as he uh, can't beat
0: the Niners. He can't with beat him. the Niners, I don't yeah. give
1: a shit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we brought this up. Like, game script, it just goes with the Packers. I mean, they're really good at changing it up. Um, I mean, you have, like, Alan Lazard, like, some undrafted wide receivers, and he's, like, throwing dots to them because he was just attacking the secondary, and that's just a game script. I mean, doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers, he's still good, so yeah, it's not really an issue.
0: Uh, I feel like Breeze is playing the way that people think Brady plays. Yes. Mm, like, I like that. Yeah. The dump-offs and the complete lack of downfield attempts is... I just... He looked so much better last year, and that was with Michael Thomas, but is it really all Michael Thomas? Like he just he looks horrible. He just,
1: he just is such a security blanket for Drew Brees, and then what he can do as as a talent, it meshes perfectly with Drew Brees. So without him, Drew Brees is Michael Thomas. Is not taking the top off of the defense, he's he's going to kill you with the slants and the digs and the out routes, and you know Drew Brees is comfortable enough to throw those to him, uh, and he's also a very good contested catch guy. So. Yeah, you know, he is that good.
0: He really is.
2: Yeah, none of none of their other receivers, I'm talking about the Saints here, um, none of their other receivers seem to be doing much. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, I was kind of big on him entering the offseason. I thought he could make a difference. And, you know, maybe we, ha- we haven't seen that effect yet because they don't, they're like, I guess, guarding him as a primary wide receiver when in reality in the playoffs, you'll have Michael Thomas. But like, he's not doing much. Um, when I I, rem- I clearly remember he was making an impact on the Niners. And then uh, Trey smith you know, he he had a couple flashes like last year, but he's not doing anything. So um, I, I think this goes back to the Saints offense being a little bit one-dimensional and why they always seem to have high expectations but fall short of the playoffs. So um, I, I, and I don't know if Michael Thomas can necessarily do or add another dimension if Drew Brees just – Cannot throw the ball more than 10, 15 yards down the field. Yeah. Uh,
0: I am also mad, disappointed in Jared Cook. Not only because he's on my fantasy team, but like, I thought he would step up, but he is not. It's a shame. No options
3: except yes. Camara,
0: and it's uh, it's really showing. Yeah, I think I'm really kind of... happy about that. Yeah, I know, I know.
3: <laughs> this, is, uh, this yeah, this might be a big knock on Sean Payton and this coaching staff because this kind of puts into the question like. Were they good for like to pass through for years because of, you know, just the skill on this offense or?
1: No, I think they were good. I think Drew Brees was fantastic. Um, this late game, sorry, this arm strength decline usually happens late in the season. But let's not go into like revisionist history here and say, oh, the the, the Saints weren't shit. They were thirteen and three last two years because they have the best roster in football. They had an extreme. They had a top five quarterback. Drew Brees was like seventy one percent completion rate and just out of. Playing out of his mind at the quarterback position, like they were very, very good. Now his arm is done, and like it's fine, you know, it happens. But uh, I, I don't want to take away from the success that they've had in the last couple of years.
3: No, yeah, no. Champagne is like a good coach. That's no, like I'm not saying that, but. I mean, we all knew that Drew Brees didn't have the biggest arm in the league. Like, we all knew what his... And he's never he's been a,
2: like, big yeah. arm, deep throw kind of and guy.
3: And, like, if Michael Thomas goes down, like, what are they doing to get space for their players or create opportunities? Like, something has to be done, right? Because, I mean, it just tells me that they weren't able to adapt to MT's injury. I think yeah. that comes
0: down to the receiving talent on this team, right? Like... But, but Andy, I feel like
1: was that Emmanuel Sanders is a good talent. He showed it last year. He's a very he's a he was able to be our wide receiver one. Uh he can definitely fill a wide receiver two role as he did with the Broncos back with Peyton Manning had a noodle arm. But like it's not the receiving talent. Like Traquan Smith is a decent wide receiver. Like he's just not throwing the ball downfield. He doesn't trust his arm.
2: Anyway. No, I, I think the biggest thing is, like, we, we said, like, Breeze isn't always like, – he's never been the type of player to throw, like, moonshots. Um, but his game has always been, like, being super accurate um, and, like, on short passes down the field. And I, I, I think this goes back to Isha's point about, like, what like what is the Saints coaching staff doing to help him? Um, like, I was watching the Chiefs game um, on, earlier today. And it just seemed like there were just wide open options every other play, and it doesn't—that didn't seem like uh, that was happening in the Saints game. So um, I, I think definitely the coaching staff can play a bigger part in helping Bree succeed because without his number one option and without um, enough players who can just get open by themselves, the coaching scheme—sorry, the coaching staff has to scheme together um, like screens, uh, but open plays is... whatnot. not
1: that is what the Chiefs have. They have a bunch of players that can get open by themselves.
2: And also but, Andy Reid no, no. is a better coach. He, offensive you, coach. He's like, I think it's a better offensive mind for sure. Yeah. But I, I think like when you see the Chiefs, they just have like so many people just like wide open sometimes. Like, why can't the Saints because they, do that? because they
1: combine players that can get open by themselves with a great offensive mind. Okay. If you okay, give, so- if you give Sean Payton Patrick Mahomes and all those weapons versus Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes and all those weapons. I don't, I don't see much of a difference. I, I don't th- I, mm-hmm. I just think like there, there's such a cap on your team when your quarterback can't throw more than ten yards. It's so hard, and and, and you combine that with only one player that can get open on his own. Like that's like com- you can't really compare that to. A quarterback that can throw way more than 10 yards <laughs> and has five players that can get open on their own.
3: Okay, I think the comparison including, right now. Including
1: is the left tackle, Eric Fisher.
3: Yeah. yeah I think the comparison uh, <laughs> yeah. right now is considering they just lost to a Packers team that was in a very similar situation. Unless you think Aaron Rodgers is just that much better than Drew Brees. Then Aaron right Rodgers, now he is. Right now, yeah, right like now yeah. First of all,
1: he's like five or six years younger than him, which is, which is the biggest deal with Drew Brees. Like, he's just old and his arm is tired. Right? So that's number one. Like, Aaron Rodgers is launching 50 yard bombs off his back foot. I think that's the end of the argument. Like, that's (laughs) he's six years younger than him, dude. Okay. I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think the Packers defense was pretty disappointing in this game, though. Like, we didn't talk at all about the defenses. Like, how are you going to let Camara just steamroll you like that every single play? He literally
2: just looked like he just Uh, waltzed. I'm talking about specifically the 52 yard touchdown. He was just like, he let McCoy just get in front of him, yeah. um, block for him, and then he just waltz, does his...
1: Did you Alvin see Cameron. Did you see Jair... Uh, this is extremely specific, so I apologize for if you haven't seen the play about a thousand times. But when he's like, after he let, lets Eric McCoy block for someone... Oh, I know what he, you're talking about. Jair yeah. Alexander comes in, and he's a good corner, he's a good tackler, I really like him. And he comes in, and he puts a shoulder into Alvin Kamara. Like, you... That is not the way to. That's never gonna that. work. It's like a neg- it, it provides him a boost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when when you put a shoulder into him, he just turns it around and like Black Panther absorbs it and it explodes it somewhere else. Like you <laughs> have to wrap up. Like and of all the players to put a shoulder into, Alvin Kamara is not one of them. It's like, it's just. That's bad coaching or bad execution. That's unacceptable.
0: Yeah, I thought the defense was just pretty poor.
1: On the other end, I started the New Orleans Saints defense <laughs> due, to my, due to my vendetta against Aaron Rodgers yeah. and my apparent yeah. vendetta against my fantasy team doing well. Yeah. And they gave me a whopping negative two points. <laughs> Shout out Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so my bad, A-Rod. You can calm down now.
0: Uh, I don't think he will, dude. He's yeah. playing the Falcons next week. <laughs> oh my god! Oh,
2: All right, so the game plan is to go down thirty to zero and they come back in the second. Half.
0: Yes, exactly. But uh, yeah.
1: just on a little uh, another one tangent, like to to blow these leads, the Falcons have to be up. Like up, if they're yeah. so bad, how are they up? <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: Their offense
2: is good. Yeah.
0: That's that's why Dan Quinn still has a sure. job, dude. That is literally why he still has like, a job. Yeah, he's no, because, a defensive coach, dude. He's literally a defensive coach. But it's because the team is up in these situations, and it's not like yeah, we hear about the blown ones, but a lot of the times, like they might like almost blow it, but they won't completely.
1: Okay, here's my thing. <laughs> there, if he's an offensive coach, he can take credit for it. But number one, he's a defensive coach, and the defense sucks. Here's here's two things a defensive coach should do. You have to be good at defense, and you have to be good at coaching. And coaching comes in. When you know late game clock management, that's all coaching. And obviously their defense is no good. So the one thing that they're <laughs> good at is like so. I, I, this is a long winded way of saying take take two circles: one where the things that the Falcons are good at, and another circle where things that Dan Quinn can take credit for. Those circles do not, do not overlap. Intersect at all. Like it's <laughs> there are
0: two separate circles. Disjoint
1: right. sets right <laughs> there. there. <a> <laughs> so He gotta go, man.
3: Yeah, he does. Dude, do you understand the concept? There are, like, millions of people who pay money to watch this stuff. Like, they spend, like, three hours of their day to, like, watch Falcons football. Like, they they spend time doing this. It's a business. Watch Falcons blow leads. It's it's literally, like, like buying, like, a soda from, like, a a fast food place, and they literally give you, like, mud water. That's literally what this is. (laughs) This like, is a full of of these is like, a <laughs> No
1: holds barred, dude. No holds barred.
2: Oh my
3: god. Uh yeah yeah. All right, let's 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 wrap this thing up. Right, just to, like, the... um, who are you guys is, like picks for NFC right now? Like ranking NFC? Up? Yeah, the Seahawks, man.
1: Yes. Yeah. I'm not picking the Seahawks. Right I know now. you won't. <laughs> I'll still just Because that. of what I, what I said right there. Yeah, um, yeah. I see nothing different. They they could be really good. Um, I think they were around this record last year. I think they were five and one by week six. So. I mean, sure. Uh, another quick reminder: the Rams were, I think, four and zero in Week Four
0: hmm.
1: last year. So, just pump the brakes real quick. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to pick the Niners, though, just to make things interesting. So,
2: uh, who else are you going to pick? Either the Packers man or the Buccaneers. Aaron Buccaneers. Yeah. yeah, my man, Aaron Rodgers. The Packers. I was actually, yeah, I, I'm thinking about. The they Packers, look better. But...
1: They look better on both sides of the ball. I know they just gave up 30 points, but like, they look better than
2: the Seahawks do.
1: Because the Seahawks are giving up 30 points to everyone.
2: A solid argument. I can see where you're coming from. I'm still picking the Seahawks. Okay.
3: See, I'm going to I'm gonna, gonna pick the Packers just because, like, if it were a playoff, like playoffs game, I don't know. It, which It's definitely easier to game script against the Seahawks than it is the Packers because they can run, they can pass. And if you, like, just focus in on Russell, I don't know.
1: You can't focus in on Russell. It's impossible.
3: No, That's like, a problem. The thing is, no, but, like, the thing is, if they don't have, like, a solid run game and they're just relying on Russell every week, then that's not gonna bode well in the playoffs. That's just the it's concept. not sustainable, you're saying? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Fair point.
0: All right, let's move on to the final game of this week. The Chiefs played the Ravens today, and the Chiefs sunned the Ravens today. Yeah. Thirty four to twenty. Uh Patrick Mahomes went insane. He had three hundred eighty five yards and five total touchdowns. Uh Clyde Edwards Alaire had a good game. He was involved in the passing game, which is cool. Tyreek Hill had a nice touchdown. He straight mossed a dude, it felt like. Nah,
1: that was all throw, dude. That throw no, that was yeah, a great
0: that throw. Was beautiful. That was a great throw, but like. It was the same it's, one from last catch. week,
2: too. Good catch,
0: too. Uh, Nicole Hardman had a long touchdown. He uh, almost had
2: two. He almost had that one at the end of the first half. Man, if, if he caught that one.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, the Chiefs made the Ravens look bad. Or not bad. They made them look super run-of-the-mill.
1: I think it's just that Lamar Jackson, as of right now, is not a come-from-behind quarterback.
0: Yes, exactly. At all.
1: His game, like, they need that misdirection. They need that, you know, uh, something else is going to happen when we actually hit you with the same fucking play over and over again, right? (laughs) Like, he's going to – he wants that seam. He wants those in-routes. He wants, like, the middle of the field. And that is set up by play action and the threat of the run. But somehow the Chiefs' defense is really good now. It's I mean,
0: really good. I didn't yeah, notice it... this at all, but Lamar well, Jackson had ninety-seven passing yards today. Yeah,
1: he was shit. Um, but like, that's the next step for him. Like, Patrick Mahomes is who Lamar Jackson is being compared. This was billed as the matchup of two back-to-back or MVPs, and like, he's got to perform. And if it's not working, you got to scramble every play then. Like, when, when he started scrambling at the beginning of the second half, when they started turning it on a little bit, like, they actually had a chance. But then um, Mahomes did Mahomes things, and he's just the best quarterback in the league by a mile.
3: Yeah. Uh, building on Roads' point.
1: By a mile. He's better than <laughs> Russell Wilson. By a, a building mile? Building
3: on
0: Roads' point.
1: I am saying that. He's better than Russell Wilson by
0: I a thought that before the season started, but now I don't know. Dude. continuous Okay, Continuishes. yeah.
3: Um, building on your point, like, yeah, the Ravens, they – live off the run game like that's their key to success every game so if they go down really early in the game it's imp- like it's super hard for them to come back
2: because what not they, long, what they long say down. in the division preview <laughs> <Did you>? Yeah, <laughs> I I mean, did, they yeah can't.
3: they can't just rely on throwing the ball to get back in the game because that's what they need to do once they go down and the thing is like every time the Ravens go down early it, they just can't find a way to get back in I think there was
1: the announcer said this is the first time they've been down double digits uh
2: since week Since four week at four, the Browns, last At the Browns.
1: And like, yep. they, they looked ass against the Browns. They looked ass against the Titans. And they looked ass against the Chargers like two years ago in the playoffs. Yeah. So the common theme is that anytime they get down, they look like shit. Anytime they get up, they look really, really good.
3: Yeah. Like, Cause then they can just like run out. And yeah. So uh,
1: yeah, I guess it all depends on their starting.
2: But. Yep. Seems like that, it. But against the Chiefs, that's not a good bet.
3: Not a good bet. No. <laughs> you know, even like the Titans game, like, I think they were. Like doing well, but then they had like a pick that kind of like set them backwards, and then they got they were done from that point, like they were down, and it was difficult.
2: Yeah, I think this just establishes that Lamar Jackson is still not in the tier of uh Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes, and that's nothing to be like ashamed of, like those are two generational talents, but you definitely need to take a bigger step at um at being a passer, first of all, um, because like, like we said, uh, they're not they're built to. Um, maintain leads; they're not good at coming back. Um, and I think in the Lamar Jackson era, the Ravens are zero and three against the Chiefs. Yep. Um, that was a, uh, another tangent, but I, I think um, like what do the Ravens need as far as offensive weapons go to come back? Because inevitably in the playoffs, you're going to be play, playing those good teams, and um, there must be a point where you're down. Um, and potentially down big. They so. need
1: they need Lamar Jackson to become a better passer. I know he I took agree. a big yeah, step I from agree. being like let's say fifty out of a hundred to maybe eighty out of a hundred. Mm-hmm. But eighty out of a hundred isn't going to bring you back. Like exactly. he missed he missed throws today that he should have made. I I can think of at least three off the top of my head, and those are those are come back. You need those throws to make a comeback, and like Mahomes exactly. will almost just make those throws every single time so easily. So. Yeah.
0: No, 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 no problem with the weapons. You don't think?
1: No problem with the weapons. The okay. weapons are there. They got open. Mark Andrews got open. He did drop it a couple of times, but yeah. Mark Andrews got open. Um, Marquise Brown got open, and um, yeah, he, he just wasn't hitting them.
0: Okay, I agree. I agree that the step needs to come from Lamar. Uh, all right. Uh, any final words on this?
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I was watching this first half, it was like it literally looked like a practice game. I know. People. It was, it was just, boring, dude. The first it, time he it was like it, He was literally just like, yeah, I'll just pick up the first down now. Okay, I'll do it again. And then he just kept doing it for the rest Bro, of the that,
2: half, dude. That one play where he, like, dropped back 12 yards, faded away, and threw it, like, a 60-yard dime? My God. What? Yeah. It's, like, oh, my God. Yeah, How do, that you, was how do you guard that. against that? And
3: Lily thought he was throwing it away, but no it goes right to the receiver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this
0: just cements my uh, belief that the Chiefs are going to repeat As Super Bowl champs,
3: yeah.
1: Uh, I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if the Niners play the Chiefs again, the Niners play the Chiefs again, then uh, the Niners have looked the best at stopping Mahomes so far.
0: So, So you say the Niners are winning the Super Bowl? Of course. Okay.
1: Uh,
2: Raiders, uh, uh, Super Bowl. You guys can have your
1: takes, too. Yeah.
3: Dude, I can, dude.
2: I feel like dude, I it. they're they're too inconsistent for me to make a strong opinion as of right now. I will be a rational raider. Yeah.
1: A rational raider? <laughs> okay. All right.
0: All right. Uh, yeah. Let's okay, let's end it on that. I don't want to turn that rational raider. Uh, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we're gonna come back with some more NBA stuff because the finals are set. We got Miami and the Lakers. It's going to be a great matchup. Uh, So we'll be talking about that. And of course, more NFL as the NFL season continues. If you want to support the podcast, you can check the link on Spotify. But other than that, we will catch you all in the next episode. See ya!